0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Smart Economy Podcast, a production of neonewstoday.com. I'm your host, Dylan Grabowski. This is a special episode of the Smart Economy Podcast dedicated to the Neo ecosystem's footprint at Consensus 2023, which took place in Austin, Texas. This was the second year in a row that Neo had a booth at Consensus. Whereas last year, the booth was predominantly staffed by ecosystem developer communities, this year Neo brought with it dozens of community members from within the ecosystem to join the party. Stationed at each of the partner pods were the following entities building in the Web3 space: AxLabs and COZ, who are entities that build developer tooling for the Neo ecosystem, for the Win network, Perlin Finance and Flamingo Finance, which are providing DeFi tooling in the ecosystem. Ghost Market, a cross-chain NFT marketplace, Greenfinch, a decentralized Dropbox, and Digi, a 3D metaverse game. Alongside the partner pods, other representatives from the community were also in the booth to talk about the ecosystem, including the co-founder of NEO himself, Da Hong Fei, and representatives from the NEO Foundation, NGD Enterprise, and NEO Research. This year's physical activation was a major step up from last year's. This year, booth participants onboarded onto the NEO blockchain by receiving a physical ring that was embedded with an NFC antenna. And the users also got a lizard NFT that was drawn by a concept artist at Ubisoft. After the ring holders had bound their lizard NFT to their one band NFT ring, they were invited to visit each of the partner pod booths where they could scan their rings, which dynamically added new elements to the Lizard NFT. And after the entire event concluded, one band ring holders were invited to enjoy a free beer on the Neo ecosystem at a happy hour that was held at a venue in Austin. The following guests that we're going to hear in this episode include Vincent Geneste from Ghost Market, John Devidos from NGD Enterprise John Kim from Perlin Finance Gil Surb Machado from Axlabs, Tyler Adams from COZ Sergio Avila from Flamingo Finance Jill Lopez Bueno from COZ and Robin Green from Greenfinch As always, just a reminder Nothing said on this podcast is a solicitation to buy or sell any tokens, that nothing should be taken as financial advice, and that the host or guests may hold tokens discussed in any given episode. With that out of the way, I will say without any hyperbole at all, that Neo had the most popular booth at Consensus 2023. Hands down, it was the talk of the event. On average, people waited in line 30 to 45 minutes, with some reports of folks waiting up to 90 minutes to get their hands on the one band NFT ring. Throughout the entirety of the three-day event, the Neo ecosystem really stepped up collectively, and all of the teams worked around the clock to ensure that every visitor was able to chat with someone from within the community. Those onboarding users onto one band and staffing the partner pods put in nine hours a day to keep up with the demand and the excitement for the activation. Personally speaking, it was so great to see so many people from the Neo ecosystem. I hadn't seen many of these faces since 2019, and I was also able to meet some new folks who've joined the ecosystem in the years between then and now. Consensus 2023 served as a place for the Neo community to congregate, break bread, and catch up with familiar faces or put faces to names that we see on the screen. Based off of the vibrations and energy that were in the Neo ecosystem booth, it was obvious it had been far too long since these builders had shared their progress alongside one another in the trenches of a conference. Before we delve into the event, let's meet some of the new folks in the ecosystem and hear what returning guests have been up to. While this team did have a demonstration video at last year's event, Consensus 2023 was the first time the Greenfinch team got to demonstrate their decentralized Dropbox platform in person and meet everyone in the Neo ecosystem. Robin went on to talk about the team and their desire to connect with the community of brand new users that they met at the event.
1: I'm I'm Robin, Robin Green. I'm co-founder of Green Finch with Alex Walker. We are the leanest possible team you can get. There's two of us. I'm a front-end developer. Alex is back-end developer. I do the marketing, vesticles, accelerators, things like that. So there was a lot of work. Alex is putting in a lot of hours just to get us to a point where we had a release and that people could download when they came here. By all accounts, people are interacting with Greenfinch are downloading. We want people to get involved. We want them to get their hands on it. We want them to feed back to us.
0: John from Perlin Finance recently attended the Web3 Festival in Hong Kong, but hadn't been to quite as large a Neo community gathering as this year's turned out. He shared a bit about the upcoming lending protocol that will launch this summer on Neo N3.
2: We are a lending protocol for Neo. Think of us as compounds or Aave, if you will. So what users can do is they can deposit their Bitcoin, NEO, Ethereum into our protocol and we'll give them cash and stable coins in return for their deposit. So once the users repay the loan with the interest, we'll give back the collateral, whatever the asset the user deposited.
0: Jill from COZ has been around the NEO ecosystem for quite some time, Dating back to 2017, but this was also his first major Neo event where he got to meet the global community. Alongside his projects in Coz, Jill also shared some of the projects that he works on behalf of Neo News today.
3: Today, I'm working as tech lead and project manager for Neo boa project, with a, which is a boa Python compiler for the new VM. And also I work with the wallets and TypeScript tools like Neon.js and Wallet Connect integration with the wallets and stuff like that. I've worked on NDEP and GasBots as a consultant for my team like Lopez and Raul that works with the project. But yeah, I'm more like a consultant. Sergio has
0: also been in the NEO ecosystem for the past few years, having created NFTs and submitted the Somnium Wave Metaverse project, to the 2022 Neo Polaris Launchpad Hackathon, which won an Excellence Award. Since then, he's also combined forces with the Flamingo Finance team and shared with us a little bit about what the DeFi platform representatives were chatting about at their booth.
4: So I'm here with Flamingo Finance, with Borduas as well, which is our content guy and our marketing guy. So we're both here talking about Flamingo and, and all the different DeFi features we have, like our lending and stuff like that, and just kind of letting people know what we're about.
0: Gil from Axe Labs should be no stranger to anyone who listens to the Smart Economy podcast as he was a guest on the second episode of the podcast series. He offered a quick overview of some of the things that the team of three based out of Switzerland have been working on over the past
5: few years. We don't have like a product, but we just ask to people like, what do you, I mean, we, we can do everything. We're hardcore engineers. We are like, we, we can code like low level dApps you know, we, we have like a touch with business as well. Like, we are all engineers in X Labs. We've seen a lot inside X Labs. We've like executed different different projects, like from DAOs to SDKs, compilers, like developer tooling. But also, now we have like a, this collaboration with COZ for the ring.
0: Tyler from COZ touched upon the potential that this event had for attracting new members to the Neo ecosystem, particularly those who really enjoyed engaging with the one band NFT ring.
6: It's exceeded my expectations. I think the fact that people were willing to wait up to an hour to enter the ecosystem, that's actually something we were just talking about, how we can get people into the ecosystem faster as they're experiencing the activation. Very exciting how, how many people, it seemed like even walking around the conference, everybody was talking
0: about So who were these booth participants that were waiting so long to wait for the Neo experience at Consensus 2023? John from Perlin Finance touched upon the lengths that some of the booth attendees went through and the breakdown of some of their profiles.
2: So first of all, kudos to the marketing team. You guys did it. You guys did it. It was the hottest booth in the whole Consensus. The reason I was so busy all day was we had too many people coming in we, were, we had a limited supply of wallets and the rings, but people wanted so much, so they were waiting in line for the longest one I've seen was 90 minutes. For 90 minutes, they just waited to get this ring. And I felt bad because they were, we were waiting so long, so that I just went up to them and came a talk body for them. Oh yeah, so I think 70 percent was retail investors. And 10% didn't know blockchain, but they just came in because they thought it was cool or their company made them. And the rest, like 20%, was half of them were institutional investors and the other half was really gurus from other industries.
0: Joe from COZ gave a nice breakdown of the types of conversations he was having with visitors to their booth and what the booth participants found to be most interesting.
3: Well, I think most of the people are new. Here, actually, they don't, they don't interact much with blockchain. A lot of people are curious, trying to learn. But there's a lot of people that are working on other projects, on other chains. There are some kind of developers that are focused building something and are searching for which blockchain they, they should be using. And I talked to a few of them. They got interested by new. There are some of them that are interested on new ID. Others are interested on the language we support. People come to the booth, to the COZ booth, to ask about the ring, to ask about new, why it's is it interesting, what is the difference? Ask about COZ at all. Yeah, I've been telling them that COZ is from the beginning of new since 2014, and we have been building tools for developers. And I show them the wallet, show the, the ring technology, all this stuff. They are super excited at, uh, about everything. Some of them are very excited that Neil is back. Some of them are very excited about the ring, the technology, everything's connecting. Well, our booth is re- really incredible. I, I feel everybody's excited because there's a long, long line of people <laughs> wondering to experience that. And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited.
0: Neo wasn't the only layer one public blockchain at the event, and interoperability has long been a focus and priority for the ecosystem. So I was curious to hear if there were any cross chain conversations going on at the Neo booth. Vincent from Ghost Market shared some insights into the conversations that were surrounding NFTs.
7: So there are a few comments, but I would say the funny thing is, I would have expected most people knowing about NFT and marketplace to talk about. EVM marketplace, but actually, most people who want to talk to me were interested in non EVM marketplace and, mm. and blockchain. So, like Cardano or yeah. in the non EVM chain, basically, that's, I, I figure that today a lot of people were from this kind of space, you know, and yeah. not the traditional um, Ethereum and Polygon and whatnot. Something I really enjoy
0: about these events is that part of the onset experience is you'll never know who you're going to be talking to. It could be a general investor, a private equity fund, a developer. The list really goes on. So it was interesting to hear more about the types of conversations that each of the partner pods had. Sergio from Flamingo spoke about some of the developers who'd came by their booth to chat with them.
4: Yeah, I think various people that came across and, and, and did the ring activation too, they were asking about how they can... Go from Solidity on Ethereum to Neo. Nice. And they're asking about our virtual machine. They're asking about our compilers, like what kind of formats and binary and okay. stuff like that. I feel like I've been getting a lot of people that are built. They have projects on Ethereum and are looking into Neo. And once we tell them like, that you can make smart contracts in like Python or JavaScript or Go or other programming languages, like, you just see their eyes like open oh. up.
0: Consensus this year was a three-day event, with the first day being unique to ProPass holders and the last two days for general admission. Robin from Greenfinch shared a little bit of insight into the differences between the types of attendees on the ProPass and general admission days.
1: Yesterday was more kind of the general what's going on, what's happening with the NEO stand, what's happening with the projects understanding the one bands and like how people really like those and they wanted to know about us and the projects but they weren't necessarily interested in going into the depths on the technical side whereas today you've got people who are coming from broad spectrums of businesses you've got investors you've got builders you've got engineers you've got devs and they want to know exactly what's going on with our projects like how we built on top of neo neo fs and what does it mean in terms of a user interface? What does that look like and how could that how can we build on top of that?
0: Gil from Axe Labs also noted the differences between the booth attendees from day one to day two.
5: Yesterday there were more, I would say not corporate, but more experienced kind of people, like from companies and stuff. Like today there were more general public, students like startups, people like building stuff. Yesterday was more, yeah, people from government, from corporates, from, from pharmaceutical companies that they were trying to find out what's, what's next in, in, the, in, in the industry. But I, I like better today, to be honest. Yeah, because the, it was a more diverse public. I think today was the main day. Let's see what comes next.
0: This year's Neo Booth experience was somewhat handcrafted by the planners of the event it was by design that the one-band NFT ring would gamify the experience for booth participants and incentivize them to chat with ecosystem projects. So I wanted to know, is Tyler from COZ already thinking about next year's consensus event? I I am.
6: I've been actually planning that probably about six months now because it it will be bigger than even this event. So last event, and and now it feels like you know we're running right now, and we're we're really it feels like we're competing against ourselves. At these events next year, to me, a growth perspective for our team, it has to be even better. Right? It has to be even more exciting, even more engaging, even more interesting. So yeah, for for a few months now, I've actually already been planning and concepting with. The rest of the team, what could be available for next year for Consensus specifically?
0: So, we've heard about the participants and the visitors to the booth, but what was the one band experience like? Frankly put, Consensus attendees loved the activation, but how did it impact the partner pods at the Neo booth? Vincent from Ghost Market noted how the one band activation really engaged booth visitors in a positive way.
7: Quite a lot of people came up today. Most of them were interested in the whole ring stuff, but quite a bit of them were still interested in each individual booth, I think. First of all, because it takes time. And so you get to talk to people. There's nowhere around, unless you want to stare them into the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people gave me the same comments. It's funny, like I think it happened twice during the day. They told me compared to other booths, they thought neo people in general were genuine and like uh, really interested in what they were doing, as opposed to other booths which were basically pushing people to not buy something, but
0: do something. I asked Sergio from Flamingo if he was speaking mostly to devs or with more generalized audiences and what were their varied responses to the rings. He spoke about the novelty of the one-band activation at the Neo booth.
4: I would say that more than more than most is is just kind of like regular regular people that are barely getting into blockchain and just kind of like experiencing it for the first time, finding out with like you know what 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 technology like the the ring activation, what the what the dynamic NFTs can do. I think people are like really haven't seen something like that before. Like right after they do the onboarding and they get their rings, it's like they they come straight to Flamingo and then they'll go to Ghost Market and then they go to For the Win and All the booths are getting like mad attention from everyone, which is exactly what we want. The setting up
0: of the booths, the tablets, and the NFC scanners kind of came together at the last minute. And there was tons of running around the Neo booth until moments before the doors opened. Robin from Greenfinch went on to talk about the team's excitement about participating in a fidgetal interaction despite the last minute
1: stress. Maybe yesterday morning was a little bit hectic, but... Brings a little bit of energy to the situation and yeah we're really pleased like it's opened our eyes to what's possible with the setup the screens and having the interaction with the one bands and then having the opportunity to talk and we've got real sense from the other projects of what we can start to think about providing if we were to come back which we'd love to do because it's been it's been brilliant so alex and i really enjoy the whole physical digital space especially from connected devices. So for us to have the opportunity to play with this, we've got interest from people building in the NFT space. They, now you can start to think about, okay, how do we bring this to the real world? So we've got a ring where people are interacting with the projects, but you can imagine the whole of this conference could be powered by a NFT band or one band, one brands. And for us, we want to explore all of those opportunities, it's not all about the digital online it's also about how do we bring that into real world where's mass adoption coming people talk about entities they kind of know what they are but actually once you start to bring it into real world people really get it and they've loved it they love they're happy to spend the time 20 30 seconds it takes for everything to go through when they register on the pod and then we get to talk to them so yeah it's 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 really cool to see in action and it's hopefully the brief set. i think it goes to smash that briefly yeah.
0: Throughout the three days of consensus, a recurring question kept arising. People kept asking how much they could buy the rings for. My answer was always simple. There is no price. It just costs your email address. And this is something we asked of each person who onboarded into NEO via the one band activation. Gil from Axelabs noted a conversation toward the end of the second day that led into a comment about finding the right product market fit.
5: There were literally, literally people coming to our booth asking, like, how much does this cost, the ring? How much does this cost? Like, I mean, how can I get it? Say, no, you cannot get it today. You have to come back tomorrow. And he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it right now on the spot. And I told, look, you never know what comes next, but it's for free for this event. Come back tomorrow, and yeah, you'll see. You have to experience you know the whole thing. And uh, we're not selling them. So this demonstrates that we found uh, some kind of market fit. Not accidentally, because we knew that it was was valuable, but we never imagined that it was that valuable.
0: The one-band rings were made with open-source software so that developers can build on top of the device using toolkits that COZ intends to release in the near future. John from Perlin noted his thoughts on the ring's ability to potentially attract developers.
2: For developers, I think the activation helped a lot with recruiting new developers into the ecosystem. So we will definitely help out to whomever reaches out to us because I've met a lot of developers who wanted to code in NEO and they love the fact that they can code in C-sharp and any
0: different languages. Regardless, if the booth visitor was an OG ant or someone who heard about NEO for the first time in April of 2023, the one band NFT ring experience was one that excited all participants, regardless of their time in the blockchain and crypto space. John Devidos from NGD Enterprise said,
8: I mean, look, it's been awesome, man. I mean, truly, it's been truly awesome, right? And I, I think the key is, it's opening doors. It's opening doors to people who knew us from a long time ago, but also people who did not know. They're coming in and saying, what is this? What is going on here? Right. What, what, what is the big you know, hoopla? And they walk away with a, with a very nuanced understanding of what is in the platform, the, the tooling in particular, the developer experience. So it's been awesome. And again, I don't want to overuse the, the analogy, but really the one ring to open doors old and new.
0: The one band NFT rings have been under conceptualization for a few years, but they really kicked into gear with their production in 2023. Tyler from COZ described the manufacturing and development process of the one-band rings, as well as the significance of utilizing the Neo mainnet for the demonstration.
6: Yeah, so we, yeah, we, we've been doing research, and in research phase for the technology for about two years. It, it really started kind of in the beginning of the year. We started entering a project, um, and then we really entered, we passed prototyping phase and started entering development about thousand rings that we gave out. The event were by hand in the past probably six weeks. And I, I think that's, that's actually really important for people to understand that these were handmade. It's great. They're a ring. They weren't mass produced. They were handmade. They're, to me, they're art. They were hand fabricated. I touched and finished every single ring and I programmed half of them and then. Eric, who's also one of the original Coz developers, he did the ledger work. He programmed the rest. It's really, you know, it, it's a, a very to part to me that I, we're giving out to the community or the the general blockchain ecosystem who now are actually part of the the neo ecosystem as well. But the 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 booth itself, and I think this is really important for for listeners to understand that everything was run on mainnet. It was a live. Tech demo the the rings we gave out the nfts we gave out you can see them on the explorers you can see all the transactions any of the listeners can go and view and count how many people were there people can export their their assets that they received to any of the ecosystem wallets it's it's real they can touch the the people that participated can touch the technology
0: Buzz and excitement was certainly in the air, and I was curious to hear about how it might've attracted projects, teams, and developers to the Neo ecosystem. But I also wanted to hear how excitement levels like this at other events might compare or contrast to the booth energy that was at Neo versus some of the other killer booths at other conferences. Gil from Axlabs spoke a little bit about taking risk in a booth demonstration in order to attract developers and potential partners,
5: I've been like to many, many conferences like in the blockchain space. Like, for example, I, I go to Ethereum DevCon conference since 2017, I think, like when it was in Mex- Mexico. You know, I've been to Osaka, I've been like to Bogota. And like last year, I've been to Bogota. It was pretty, like, very large conference, but very few people or projects were doing live demonstrations or showcase of their tech. Very, very few. Like they have like a video or they have maybe like some PowerPoint where they talk about it. So like here in, we decided, let's take the risk because things can go wrong, you know, like network connection or like a tablet that it's, it gets stuck somehow. So we took the risk to demonstrate like things live. And this, I think is super, super valuable because people generally don't see things live in blockchain space. When they see something live, happening on-chain, they say, man, this is awesome. This is great. But I mean, I mean, I'm just showing that it works, you know, should not be like that difficult to showcase, but uh, there are like a lot of risks. But I think mm-hmm. this is one, one of the differentiators from other conferences. And I think that uh, we show some diversity in like, especially in this consensus, when you show like the, the projects that they have in our ecosystem. So in other conferences, I don't see that very often.
0: The sharing of contact information at the onboarding kiosk when we were bringing new users into the booth was not the only way that connections were established at Consensus 2023. Robin from Greenfinch described what it was like meeting new people who became interested in following the progress of the project.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting, actually. It's a lot of connections. People want to, they want to talk to us further. They want to monitor the project. They want to see what, where we go. They understand for us, We pitch really early. We've got a lot of work to do, but they are really interested.
0: Of course, with an activation like one band on NEO, people were really just excited to be in the booth area. John Devados from NGD Enterprise noted the ease of conversations that were struck up and how he takes cues from these discussions to help shape the projects that the team will work on next.
8: The key for me is I don't want to use the term meetings, you know, it's just talking to people, connecting with people and partly selfishly because I learn. They tell me what they like. They tell me what they don't like. They tell me what they want to see. And so I learn, I get feedback. It helps me to decide what we should do next for us in terms of tooling in particular.
0: The leads in the booth might have varied from day to day at the event. For instance, on the first day of the event, pro day. Attendees might have already known exactly who they were seeking to collaborate and partner with, whereas the other days could have been more generalized audiences. Vincent from Ghost Market spoke a little about his experience on day one.
7: Conversation where, as it was pro-day, people knew what they were talking about for the most part. And you know, they had some of them already had something in mind. Like I had a few payment aggregator or, or payment on-ramp mm-hmm. coming to us because they know we're a marketplace and whatnot. Two companies reach out to me, and we'll see how it goes. And we are literally in the process of changing that on our end, so it's it's a good fit. So that's what the pro day is about, I guess, finding synergies. Yeah. But besides that, it was mostly open conversation on a new ecosystem. At last year's
0: consensus, the Neo booth attracted a lot of attendees, but personally, I didn't collect enough cards or contact information, so my ability to connect with folks after the conference was limited to what information I was able to collect. This year, we asked participants to opt in or out of sharing their email addresses as they were onboarding into the one-band rings. Tyler from COZ went on to acknowledge how this year's plan sought to build upon the lessons learned from last year.
6: Yeah, so one of the things that we we tried to prove on from last year's activation was that lead generation. So when people connected with Wallet Connect to the item shop to receive their, their item NFT and their one band and their, their lizard NFT, they would enter their email address and just really basic information where, again, we want to make the onboarding experience as light as possible. That that information is tied to the, or the, sorry, not the ring, the their wallet, right? Which is tied to the ring. So then we can monitor and we understand the flow of information through the booth and the flow of people through the booth, as well as where they've accessed and who they've talked to, right? So we can actually allow those projects to to effectively build a, a mailing list from that that information as well. So if somebody went to the, the flamingo station, for example, or the for the wind station, right? They we know and we have their contact information. So if somebody scanned and talked to Ed, for example, well, maybe Ed is releasing a new product or has a product update or a new feature or some event, you can contact those people. So That was one of the the real goals.
0: Given the high vibrations of positive energy at the Neo booth, I couldn't restrain myself from asking the guests of the podcast about how their perceptions of Neo might have changed from before the event to after they'd participated. I'd wanted to find out from them if Neo was back or if it had always been here. Sergio from Flamingo noted the longevity of Neo's lifespan, but also the reinvigorated energy.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I always felt like Neo had a really solid foundation, had, you know, really good developers and, and just general technology. However, prior to this, I felt like Neo was in a place where it needed some kind of push to really like, get out there. And after today and seeing all the people coming into the booth, it's like, it feels like Neo is like totally reborn. It feels like we're really up there with like Polkadot, Solana and all these other booths that are here, you know, and people are loving it, man. So it's yeah. crazy to see.
0: From my perspective, I don't think it's a trend in the market or the growth of a project or a major announcement that can change the narrative of an ecosystem. It could be its community members that are meeting face to face for the first time and realizing that meeting in real life is very different from interacting online with one another. And these new interpersonal relationships can change the perception of a project, especially when an entire ecosystem is watching others at other booths talk so passionately about their projects. Robin from Greenfinch said,
1: Oh, well, like polar opposite to where we are today, two days in to where I was a week ago, months ago, because it's all about in real life, we're seeing people. We're seeing the people behind the brand names that we know that we interact with on Discord. So we're getting to meet people in real life who are behind the Discord handles. We know on Discord, they're funny environments. Things are said, things happen. But what we've got from this experience is the idea that there are core team and they are excelling at what they do. It's not just Neonese today. It's not just COZs and COZ, Ax Labs, but Flamingo, hopefully we can be part of that where we can bring the whole community along because there's so much hard work going on behind the scenes. And it's like, I had no idea yesterday morning when I arrived, how much work had taken place to get this up and running. And those that are responsible for that work should be really proud of it because it is incredible. People are talking about Neo. Like they've never talked about it before. They're coming to visit. They want to know more and they want to interact with the projects. They want to interact with you guys, the teams, and they want to know now. Where's Neo going? What's the next step? And I think for a global blockchain like NIO, there's nothing better that can come out of this. From our perception, we can play a role in helping people understand what's going on behind the scenes and help them determine they should get involved, and then we can all build together. And I think that's, that's all you can ask for in these situations. So, yeah, I'm really impressed by the kind of interactions that have been occurring here at Consensus.
0: An interesting trend I noticed that was predominant in Consensus 2022 was that people remembered Neo from the 2016 and 17 era, but did not keep their finger on the pulse amongst so many projects in the blockchain space. This year, it was easy to show that Neo is a thriving ecosystem, as there were eight communities on hand to talk about their projects. Jill from COZ touched upon the interconnectivity of these projects. That were represented at each of the various partner pods.
3: Yes, some of them recognize new from back and ask why they don't hear anymore about it. And I tell them about N3 that we have been working to have a new platform with, with everything integrated. And they're in this understanding that now it's a new phase for New, and, and they're very excited they, because they have some affection with new from before. And some of them just knew, new now but they're also excited i think this event show the people that new is strong and have a very good community like a lot of projects showing up here on the booths and a lot of teams so yeah i think it's strong today when i was presenting on the booth every time i I understand that everything's connected like you can use neon wallet to check your nft that you got on a ring and then you can go to Ghost market, market, sell it. I, I've talked about all the projects in my booth. I talk about Flamingo, I talked about, about Green Flinch. It's everything connected. I think, I think the community is very well strong and we are building a lot of awesome things.
0: Alongside quote unquote Neo still being here, booth visitors also picked up on the fact that everybody presenting their projects were genuinely excited to be building in the Web3 space. Vincent from Ghost Market said,
7: "Few people did mention. Okay, how come you guys are still here? We're not aware. This thing sounds very cool, and you know, which is what we want. You know, people want to be aware of we're here. That's the whole point. But it also shows that currently, two less people." know about it, I think. In our case, it was sure of the ring. But at the end of the day, I got three people telling me, you guys seem very genuine and you, you, you love what you guys are doing. And how come we don't know that? In
0: 2023, Neo had a little more competition among layer one public blockchain networks that were presenting at consensus. certainly more so than 2022. But while there was competition, There also wasn't the same reception to other booths that Neo had commanded, so I asked Gil from Axlabs if he was generally bullish on the Neo ecosystem, and if this year's consensus had changed his perception.
5: Let me start not talking about directly to Neo about Neo, but about like the atmosphere in consensus. So I observed that this year more L1s, you know, came to consensus with big booth and like to showcase their stuff last year there were some yeah several but i'm not with the the power or like the as as large as they're having this year so yeah this is one one of the difference but i'm talking specifically about like neo i think that like last year we showcased neo and the capabilities of neo like NeoFS fs and you know sdk's oracles built-in oracles and stuff but uh, this year is about more the communities and like the products and because people have to see that people are building on NEO and what is possible to do. So yeah, but I mean, this year, I didn't get so many questions about, for example, are you still alive? I didn't get like, because last year, a lot of people came and say, oh, I, I was a big fan of like in, uh, NEO in the ancient times, from the ancient times, and are you still alive? Like, what are you doing? This year, I didn't get so many questions about it. Maybe it was an effect of us showing case showing uh, like showing all the projects like flamingo and ghost market X Labs and coz the ring activation because people said okay yeah there are projects they're doing something so i think that's uh, that's 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 super great i think like i'm 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 a a bit biased to answer this question because i I was bullish you know like on you a bit biased so it didn't change my perception i think like i think the, the biggest difference now is that I see how people are united with a common goal, you know? When you meet people and you talk to the guys, like face-to-face, meeting you, you know, like Dylan or like Harry and like uh, Tyler, Dean, like ghost market guys, Flamingo, you see that we have a common goal. And like sometimes in the digital digital space, when you're talking Discord, of course, it's very easy to send a message. But when you see in their eyes that they're building something and explaining their product that they want to... Make your product a success on Neo, it makes a, a huge difference. So that's, that's what stood out for me in this year in relation to Neo. Amazing.
0: Many builders in the Neo ecosystem have forged bonds after building here for the past few years. And newer projects might see these relationships and get excited themselves to build on Neo. Of course, having a cool one band NFT ring activation helps stir up conversations about the ecosystem. John from Perlin Finance, noted this phenomena.
2: It's really cool how little people knew about NEO. But after the activation, they were really interested in what NEO is all about. And they kept asking, oh, what what kind of the apps are on the NEO blockchain and how can they get involved? I see the strength of NEO blockchain to be offline. It's a really rare trade that any ecosystem has because we've been, been around for a while now. So people recognize the brand. And they know Neo, but they just didn't know the news for it. But I think with the success of the booth, how wildly successful this was, was um, through our consensus. When I was just walking, and not even it wasn't even near the booth, but people were just talking about the ring and Neo blockchain. It was it was super weird, a wild experience.
0: I first joined the Neo ecosystem back in two thousand seventeen. And ever since I can remember, the hype machine for the project has been kept somewhat minimal by project leaders. This year, though, there was a tangible deliverable in the one-band NFT ring. This product showed the NEO community that the long, organic path of slow but consistent, measurable delivery is beginning to pay off. Tyler from COZ said,
6: So we've been doing this now for for." Doing events, live activations with NEO. One of the things that we've really pushed on is the user experience and how we can make it very easy for people to enter the ecosystem. I know the the community sometimes gets upset about the hype, things like that. But one of the things that NEO's always been known for is leading utility and right the real technology. We're actually building what we're saying we're building and we deliver on that. And this year, I think people understood that. That really resonated with people because it was very clear from the booth, and you'll see it in the videos, the lines. We were, again, one of the only active booths that actually had a mainnet activation. We had a, a real use case showing real utility on mainnet live at the booth.
0: After meeting hundreds of booth participants a statistic which is verifiable on-chain, the projects are likely ready to hit the ground running with new relationships that have been formed as a result of the event. Robin from Greenfinch acknowledged the new community members they found at Consensus.
1: They get it. So they're like, okay, I want to see how you take the next steps, which is, for us, it's bringing in the community, proper feedback cycles, testing, and then revenue models, iteration next design, rebranding, they want to be part of that. They want to understand what's good, where we're going to be in six months, in 12 months, and further. So for me, it's lots of LinkedIn connections. It's lots of Discord, probably. People want Telegram. We're not really on Telegram, but it could be. Demand was there. But I think it's a lot of just having new people and exploring the ideas that we've we put into production and how that's going to develop over the coming months and years.
0: As a result of meeting so many people at the conference and connecting with ecosystem developers, new projects might arise from the ideas generated in these conversations. Joe from COZ noted that he's excited to get back to work.
3: I am. I actually am, yeah. I've been talking to some developers. I talked yesterday with Victor about some ideas I have for... I like multi-signature and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to, to them on this part later to share some ideas.
0: Something Consensus 2023 offered at the Smart Economy podcast is that we were able to hop on the mic with one of the newer projects in the NEO ecosystem. For community members who are looking forward to the forthcoming launch of Perlin Finance, John said, It's coming soon. Uh, so my, my internal
2: de- de- deadline is to launch in late May, but I don't know if that's possible, to be honest. So I always say give a just the estimated deadline, but please expect early June. I, I think that would be a reasonable de- deadline for us this summer, DeFi some Neo summer.
0: Long-term community members seeing others they haven't seen in a while also served as a morale boost. It's signaled to one another that the neo-ecosystem builds through both bull and bear cycles, and that the community continues to move forward no matter the weather. The essence of this thought was touched upon by Vincent from Ghost Market.
7: It was great also because, you know, if we are still doing both, all those people are still working on the project. It's because it's worth it, you know, and it makes sense. And having a common purpose, goal, there might be things to improve for sure. But I think it's going in a great direction.
0: While it was great to learn about the next steps for the projects and community, it was also really cool to hear a bit more about the forthcoming vision for the architecture of the NEO blockchain itself. A new generation is on the horizon for NEO, but as always, big technical roadmaps take a long time to develop and properly implement. John Devados from NGD Enterprise touched upon the next generation for Neo.
8: So, last year was a sense of maybe more of accomplishment, if you will, is what I would say. This time, there is a sense of anticipation of what is next, right? And I want to clarify something to you, Dylan. We talk about versions, right? Version one, version two, version N, right? For me, versioning is a detail. The higher level aspect is the generation. You know, and my sense is kind of this first generation of the underlying platform is almost winding down. And now we are getting ready for the second generation, truly, right? Versions aside, I think what we should look forward. And in fact, what you will see in the coming, you know, months or so is going to be this next gen, second gen of of us, but also more broadly the industry as well. In my opinion, look, we know. We are building a platform for the smart economy. We know. Very consistent and very comprehensive. And I've said this before, right? The viability of an architecture of a platform is the sustainability, the longevity, and being able to respond and react both short-term and long-term. I think you've seen mostly the short-term responses. The longer-term responses coming up in the near term, I think, are going to be really, truly powerful. There is a whole lot more coming. I'll tell you an example, a story, if you will. I'm talking to one of the developers here. He's building a lending protocol. And the way he was describing to me was very evocative. His sense was, John, we are building something that might be maturing in five or seven years or even longer. And when you have that perspective, that mindset, everything falls into place. It's not six months. It's certainly not three months. We're talking multiple years. But what we are building today is going to be the critical foundation of what happens in a few years. Wait for the second generation roadmap release. So what we are seeing here in consensus is very big, is very big. And and you're seeing it, I'm seeing it, right? But I think what's coming up next is going to be even bigger.
0: Regarding the one-band NFT rings, there's some forthcoming developer tooling and documentation and a future activation at an event that will take place in mid-2023. Will there be further activations, I asked. Tyler from COZ spoke about the next steps for the one-band rings.
6: Yeah, so I think the the next thing in the very near future will be new interface. That will be, that's at least for me and the team working on it, that's the priority right now from a, product and a technology release perspective, we have already an activation in the next two months that's pretty substantial from a, a marketing and kind of end user engagement perspective that I think the community will hear about very soon, probably in the next week or two. And then I think we'll start seeing the proliferation of the technology in a few very specific areas, primarily the high-end art, like physical art market. As well as some of the gamification concepts, there have been multiple large conferences, including consensus actually, which have expressed interest in using this technology at their events. Many of these events were like at least 10,000 people in attendance. So I think there there are a lot of different opportunities for the for this. When we talk about the technology, we're talking about embedding it in textiles, in cardstock, in physical art, sculpture. There there are a lot of different applications. In in apparel, there, there are a lot of different areas.
0: Well, what did you think of those conversations? As I mentioned during the episode, I've been in the Neo ecosystem since 2017. In my years spent in this space, one of my favorite articles about Neo came from the coverage of Neo DevCon 2, which took place in Seattle in 2019. While the name of the article is a long gone memory, the sentiment with which it ended has always stuck with me. The author noted that Neo's ecosystem mightn't have had the size or depth of Ethereum's, but nonetheless, it did have a group of passionate tight-knit tinkerers. And all these years later, at Consensus 2023, with the dozens of global community members that were packed into one booth, I once again got the sense that I got in 2019 that Neo's community is here, we're battle-tested, and we're ready to forge forward. I want to give a shout-out to everyone who flew from afar to join the event this year in Austin. It was a pleasure and an honor to have spent time with you. If the true utility of a layer one public blockchain is its layer zero community of builders, the Neo's booth demonstrated true utility. For anyone interested in learning more about the one band NFT ring, building on top of the technology, or implementing the one band technology into your next project, then visit www.coz.io backslash one band. On that note, I wanna thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Smart Economy podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support the show, please keep NEO News Today in mind when voting for your NEO Council representative as part of NEO's governance process. We appreciate you and look forward to catching you next time.